Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Our guests, as you know, have been on the Open to Hope cable show before, so you can go and see their shows. Um, they are Carol Henderson and Heidi Gessner. And let me see, let me start with Carol, who's right here. Okay, Carol, raise your hand. So Carol is a writer and a workshop leader. She is taught all over the world. She is the author of two memoirs about grief and healing, and she specializes in workshops for the bereaved with Heartland Hospice. And she and Heidi are co-facilitating weekly writing groups together for writing and resilience, which they are gonna talk about on the show. Next to her, Heidi, raise your hand in the blue, my favorite name. Hello, Heidi. Heidi Gessner. Heidi Gessner is an ordained United Church of Christ minister. And she serves as the palliative care chaplain and bereavement coordinator for the University of North Carolina Hospitals, mom, in Chapel Hill. And she developed and created UNC Hospital Bereavement Support Services. And as I said, they are both facilitating weekly writing for resilience workshops. So welcome to uh, the show, Heidi and Carol. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. And I refer so many people to openhope.com. So do I, yes. Good, and refer them to your shows. Yes, (laughs) definitely. Well, let's start with you, uh, uh, Heidi. Um, What got got you into writing and and how has it helped you? Yes, so that's um, a great question. And for me, always the arts and being creative has been very important for me. And I try to use it with bereavement support services. Um, and Carol and I have known each other for years before we even did that. And I'd been to some of her writing groups and really uh, major turning points in my life through the writing. And uh, being in the hospital atmosphere, I witnessed so much. Well, burnout from staff, first of all, and then seeing family members in waiting rooms, you know, kind of with, without much to do, but sit there and, and worry about their loved one. And then some patients who may be outpatient or are able to move around um, without too much to do except walk the halls. So we had this idea um, of having a group for people to get together, and we have patients and we have family members and staff wow. all other writing. So it really levels the playing field. We also have community members who, we do. because we've opened it to the, the Chapel Hill community at large. So we have people who have lost someone in the hospital or who might be going through a divorce even, or some kind of really serious loss and are in transition of some kind. They're also welcome. To come. Yeah. How, did you, come. how did you get into writing? I, well, I was a professional writer. Um, I wrote corporate scripts and all of that kind of stuff when I was very young. And then um, <clears throat> I had uh, 
my first child was born and he with a with a terrible heart defect and I spent his entire life in hospitals and I'd always kept journals so I just I just sat there and wrote and wrote and wrote everything the doctor said everything the nurses said it was the only thing that I could do to stay at all grounded and to feel um, I don't know, just to let things out of my head and onto the page somehow. And then from that, many years, and then I went on to write, become a journalist and write for parenting magazines and things. And then before I knew it, I had to write a couple of essays to finish up a collection of essays on child rearing. And I sat down, but what flowed out was the story of my son Malcolm's life and death. And so that became actually my, my first book. I wasn't really planning on writing it, but I had all these journals and um, just, I guess, so much still fresh memory about it. So I wrote that. And then as I began to go around and give readings and promote that book, people would come up to me and say, what can I do? I'm just, I'm bereft. I'm a right. parent or I'm, you know, someone I've lost someone. And I'm, and really my only answer was right. Mm -hmm. And so there, and then I began developing workshops to help facilitate and, people. And what was your book that you wrote about Malcolm? It's called Losing Malcolm, A Mother's Journey Through Grief. And it was published by the University Press of Mississippi in 2001. That was my, my first book. Um, and so that really was the turning point when that book came out. And people, people, you know, when you write a book, people look at you and say, oh, you, you have all the answers. Well, what is my answer? I'm in terrible pain. I've lost a child. I've lost a parent. And, I, and really, all I could say was to write. Right. Your talking, Carol, made me think more. Um, I facilitate a lot of talk grief groups. And one night of our seven weeks, we would try a writing prompt. And I noticed, you know, that people went, seemed to go a little bit deeper with through the writing. And I thought, well, how cool would that be with, you know, people who are dealing with loss and in grief to have more time with their writing and sharing with people and knowing Carol and that she was a writer and, you know, definitely with her own loss and helping people. That's kind of how we came together to facilitate yeah. this group for people to just use this hour to get stuff out and so share. Can you say too. a writing prompt, what does that mean? It might be a word, it might be a short quote, it might be a poem. Mary, we've been big fans of Mary Oliver yeah. and her poems. It might be a, it might be a visual. We might say, pick. Here's a here's a collection of prints. Pick one that speaks to you and write about it. I love it. Uh, so that's the that's the kind of part. And I just I want to say something about what happens when people write as opposed to when they talk, mm -hmm. because this is something we've really found. I've been involved in both types of groups, more more writing. Heidi's done a lot more of the talking groups. And that is that your mind goes to different places when you write. You know, mm -hmm. one idea sort of sparks another or sparks another memory. And you go places you would never imagine going. I mean, this happens for, for anyone, whether mm -hmm. they consider themselves to be writers or not. You find yourself digging a little bit deeper into yourself. And we all have these nuggets of revelation and truth and image imagery within us that we can then end up drawing on and bringing up and out. And then as Heidi could say, you know, sharing them yeah. in a group, sharing the writing. Maybe you want to talk about what happens then. Yeah. So, you know, someone else may hear an insight or something that someone's experienced, maybe a pain or a way of kind of getting through something that may be universal. 
And so that helps them feel less alone and maybe um, they can bring out their own pain. One thing I was gonna say about the prompts is we try to use a lot of the senses. So like Carol said, you know, we might put things out for people to see. We may use like strawberries that people can see and taste. And then immediately someone may be brought back to when they were in third grade, you know, and they had strawberry shortcake at a birthday party or something. And all of a sudden they, they have that memory and can remember a time when they weren't grieving. Mm -hmm. You know how it is in grief, you think it's never going to end, it's never going to change, it's always going to be like this. And instantaneously to be brought to a different time. There are a couple of guidelines that I, I just like to go over very quickly that we have found to be so helpful. One is you don't have to respond to the prompt at all. You know, if you if it just doesn't take you anywhere, well, just write whatever's on your mind. Another is confidentiality. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very important that we create this safe space in the room so that people right. feel comfortable sharing. And another is that after we came to this kind of the hard way. Yeah. But after people read, instead of having um, others make comments on the on the reading, we say on. We say, let's take a few minutes to reflect in our notebooks on what we've just heard. This is all freshly minted writing. It's First not, draft. you know, we don't want somebody saying something like, well, I didn't quite understand what you meant when you said that. You know, it's not about that at all. It's about just getting this out. And it's also not about, oh, that reminds me of when I had an experience similar to that. The person who has done the reading holds the space and the stage as it were right and so then we just invite people to to write in response and we find that that so it's basically aside from the readings it's a very it's a quiet and calm hour i grew up going to the quaker meeting and i thought i never ever want to sit quietly for an hour like this again i was just so bored as an eight-year-old <laughs> now i find that it's it's just a, it's it's like the most restorative time. I love it. It's fabulous. One thing I, I found with people who have suffered a lot of a really traumatic experience is that if they write it, they don't have to remember it. Yeah, I mean, they kind of get it out on paper and now it'll be here. I don't have to keep recalling it in the same way. You know, still got it. I don't I don't have to keep. Well, and they can revise it, revisit it, think about it. And that's what we're always sort of hoping for is mm -hmm. some kind of small shift in, in perspective, perspective toward what the life experience has been. And that's what, and that's where those sort of aha moments. And mm -hmm. we've just so many people who participate feel those moments where something just shifts. What is the difference between writing for resilience and any other kind of writing group? What is the difference? Well, it sounds like there's a more positive bent somehow where you get people to feel be in a more resilient, you're moving them into a more resilient place, right? Yeah. An example. Yeah. So we had one woman who was going through breast cancer treatment mm -hmm. and she would come after her treatment and write. Sometimes she didn't come, you know, like a month would go by. We wouldn't see her. We saw her when she lost her hair and then she wore scarves. Then she came and she was very solemn. And she wrote this amazing piece about being afraid to make plans. So this is when her, she was cancer free, but she was afraid to make plans. And by writing a piece about it, after that, she moved forward. Oh, so I love it. Getting that out, 
like yeah. you were talking about Gloria too, she actually was able to name it in a group out loud um, and then move forward. And then she ended up getting a job in Colorado and moving away. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps even talking about it. So yeah. that's, that's kind of the resilience that just happens on its own. So that's why we actually changed the name from writing for caregivers mm -hmm. to writing for resilience because we kept seeing it happen. So it sounds like sometimes we can't even give voice to things and we bury them, but then when we were able to give voice through our writing that maybe we wouldn't be able to do verbally. I've definitely yeah. found that to be the case that where we go with the writing is, um, it's just because you're able to go inward and focus and you're not worrying or considering what it is that's coming out of your mouth in a group, say at that moment, you can go in and take the time to, to reflect and dig deeper. And, and so that's the difference. It between. could be something that you don't even want to admit to yourself. Like you could be saying, for example, for the caregiving, I hate caregiving with a passion, oh, but exactly. that doesn't mean I hate the person I'm caregiving with. You know, right. I the person, I hate what I'm doing, but I don't even want to say that. Exactly. Right. But they can write it and read it. And if, then if someone shared something like that, which they have, mm -hmm. the relief that comes over the whole group, because of course, everybody has a piece of hating it. But it's, you know, who wants to admit it? But the minute you hear someone share that, you're like, oh, it's not just me. You know, this is normal. Writing can be kind of a lonely process. So I'm thinking as you're watching this, if you're thinking, well, I'm going to give myself some prompts today, I'm going to write about, you might want to think about finding a friend or mm -hmm. a couple of people that want to hang with you and write some things together. Maybe call your local library and see if there's a writing group going on yes. or um, and maybe that will be an opportunity for some folks that have been writing keeping journals to have an opportunity to share some of the things that they do with other people and and in that way open up their world a little bit if they've been isolated with a loss or whatever and you guys are doing such a lovely job of it and I want to thank you Thank you well, so thank much, you. Gloria. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for what you're doing. I love, I love this idea of writing for resilience. I think it's fabulous. I do too. Well, and thanks again for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Well, thank, thank you, you all for all you do. It's yeah. just amazing. Um, you're such a resource for us. It's just, it's really wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for recommending us. And we uh, look forward to getting some more of Heidi's writing. So you can go to Open to Hope and find her writing. And we hope Carol will be writing for us. Okay. I will. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I will. And anybody watching this show who's a writer and wants to think about writing for Open to Hope, you can go to our site to write for us. I just want to say a lot of, one of the things that people come in, they say, oh, oh I can't come to a group like that. I'm not a writer. And our response to that is anybody Everybody's who writes is a writer. If you can write an email, you are a writer, you're writing. And, right. and we consider that writing to be, writing is like talking on the air. We can all do that. Right. So that's one thing for people to, you know, to get over and forget everything you learned in third grade with those red marks. Whether it's a preposition or a noun. Right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't we don't care be. about full sentences or anything. And I love your idea, Gloria, about seeking people seeking out others. Absolutely. And they can seek us out if they want. You know, I would happily um, 
help somebody who wants to get a group started, give them some guidelines and some ways to- And give us your website. Yeah. Oh, What's your website? <laughs> uh, my website, it's www.carolhenderson.com. And Heidi? Probably the best way for me, because it's the hospital email uh, website, is my email, which is heidi.gessner at unchealth.unc.edu. I also have another book out that has a lot of prompts in it. It's called Farther Along, mm -hmm. The Writing Journey of 13 Bereaved Mothers. And okay. that's all, that has all the guidelines, that has prompts, that, that could really help yeah, if a, a group idea. wants to get started. They can pick that up very cheaply on Amazon and, yeah. and, and use that as a guideline for, for starting a group. Fabulous. Well, thanks again, you guys, for being on. Thank, thank you. you. We want to thank everybody for watching and listening to our show today. And Heidi and I want to remind you always that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.